Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, Episode 10. How to beat competitors with email marketing for both wholesale and private label. And this works just as well for wholesale as it does for private label sellers. Welcome, folks. Today's episode is all about using email marketing to grow your Amazon business. I know it's something that you might not be comfortable with, but email marketing has been instrumental in the growth of not only our Amazon businesses, but in dozens of other sellers that we interact with all over the world. So pay attention today. We're going to give you some in-depth insight about how to use email marketing, how to get started, and what it can mean for your business when it comes to growing your revenue, increasing your conversions, and forcing Amazon to rank your products just a little higher on the page, which, as you know, Seth, means more sales and more revenue. It's like right. your uh, repeating cycle, right? Yeah, it's become self-reinforcing, doesn't it? Sean, I think the biggest problem is um, if you step into uh, the Amazon world and, and you're excited to build an Amazon business, or if you've been building a business for a while, you know that all the sellers out there are doing the exact same things. A lot of sellers have taken the same courses, uh, you know, whether that's a private label course or a wholesale course um, or just been to masterminds or whatever, but all the sellers are pretty much doing the same thing. They're pulling the same levers and they're getting you know, similar results. But the problem is that when you have so many people doing the exact same things in the same system, on the same platform, selling similar products, it kind of becomes hard to stand out. And it's hard to show Amazon that you should get more attention than the guy sitting next to you in the search results. And what you were just talking about there, Sean, is so true. It's if you can go just a little bit above and beyond what your competition is doing, in this case, we're going to talk about using email marketing to do that. Then over time, Amazon says, hey, wait a second here. This particular seller, this particular listing, they get a little bit more repeat sales. They get a little bit higher conversion rate. So which which listings are they going to reward? And at the end of the day, that rewarding of your listing with better ranking equals way more sales and way more profits. And we're going to get into why all of that happens. Sean? Yeah, of course, we love courses, Seth. And there are several great seller courses out there that will put you in the game. Um, obviously, sure. it's a great opportunity. Uh, but just being in the game is not good enough. Once you have a good game plan and you're doing consistent, daily, profitable sales, you're always kind of looking for your next win. And you're looking for that strategy that's going to take your business to the next level. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, great. This episode's all about email marketing. Amazon doesn't give me my customer's email address. Amazon doesn't allow me to reach out to my customer personally. Amazon doesn't share that information. This is against terms of service. You guys are crazy. Well, stay with us because we're going to show you where you're wrong. And in fact, when Seth and I first began our Amazon journey in late 2013, early 14, we approached Amazon completely different. Now, then, Seth, we didn't know how different we were from mm-hmm. our colleagues and, and folks that we were meeting at the seller events until we started growing faster and more profitably and then selling our businesses 
for higher multiples based on what we were showing our buyers. And at the end of the day, we can attribute 41% on average of our revenue came from what we now call post-purchase marketing. And the majority of that post-purchase marketing, Seth, comes from email marketing. And that's what we want to dive into here today. So when we began our journey, Seth, we always put a tremendous amount of value on building a relationship with every customer, not just a transaction in our seller account, but building a relationship and opening a dialogue between our brand and those who were interacting with our brand on Amazon. Now, not everyone wants to hear from us, but those who do enjoy having that conversation with a real brand and re-engaging with that brand for ongoing value and more product. So whether your product is private label, whether your product is wholesale, whether your product is consumable or a recurring product, doesn't matter. Any real brand creates a relationship with their end user, creates sort of a, a following, a tribe, if you will. And the culture of the brand begins with one single purchase, but it doesn't have to end there. And that's what email marketing is all about. Seth? Yep. Um, when you talk about email marketing, Sean, a lot of our uh, sellers that we interact with will ask us like, hey, what about text message marketing? What about um, bot marketing? What about messaging on you know the different social media platforms? Why shouldn't I be doing X, Y, and Z? And it's like, well, you can do all of those things and all of those things are great. Um, but email marketing is going to get you, uh, you know, 80 plus percent of those results. Email marketing um, is a very, very good tool to produce results in your business. A lot of um, platforms don't give you the level of control. They don't allow you to build an asset that you can keep and, and you can um, sell later. So we really like to focus on email marketing, number one, because it produces results, but number two, because we can control it and we own it. So it's all about, um, you know, getting an edge in the marketplace. And what we're really after here is, you know, Sean, there's the quote that that uh, capitalism is creative destruction, right? Because it, there's competition <laughs> is always trying to beat you. And if you go out there and you look um, in any given niche on Amazon, it's very clear. You know exactly who your competition is. You can see exactly what they're doing on the front end. But what we're talking about is stuff that happens outside of Amazon. That is how you gain the advantage on Amazon today. When we first started in 2014, Sean, the only thing you had to do back then was take a course that taught you how to build a listing on Amazon correctly and get it indexed. That stuff is still really important, but that's just the start. You have to go a little bit beyond um, you know, the, the standard building out a, a beautiful listing because everybody can build a beautiful listing now. So what we're going to be talking about and teaching you um, how to beat your competition, we're going to be using email marketing, meaning we have to engage with our customers after they buy from us, like real businesses do. Like if you ever have visited nike.com, you know, they're trying to entice you to give, uh, you uh, to capture your email so they can engage with you in an ongoing way. Why would they want that? Because they know that if they can open up a dialogue with you, it's going to be profitable for them and you're going to get more value. Sean? Exactly. You know, one of the things that I think about, uh, Seth, and we didn't realize this, but in the first 18 months 
after beginning our Amazon sales journey, we were able to reach $1 million per month in month 18. And looking back, a lot of that can be attributed to what we were doing after our initial purchase. So there's not one single name brand uh, company out there that you can think of that are not trying to re-engage with you, whether that be email or not is irrelevant. I, for one, Seth, can't stand email marketing. I don't like getting sent commercial emails. I don't like junk mail or marketing messages. But guess what? I'm not my own buyer. I don't buy my own products, and you don't either. Chances are you are not your own customer. So what you like and dislike may or may not be relevant to that small sliver of your audience who looks forward to hearing you, looks forward to hearing from you, getting your messages, receiving your uh, value add via email and product offerings. And, you know, you go to launch a new product, your customer that loves your brand wants to hear from you. And one of the things that we forget to talk about a lot of times, Seth, is that these additional sales that are created in our post-purchase marketing sequences are at a much higher profit margin. And the reason is because you said all of our time and energy, effort and money goes into building the front end of our business, which is finding products, sourcing product, building listings, getting those optimized and generating sales. So any additional sales that you can orchestrate outside of what happens naturally and organically on Amazon are at a higher profit because the customer acquisition cost has already been absorbed with that first order. So just think about that. If you knew you were making 50% profit margins on initial orders, and you knew that each additional order would be a 75% profit margin, don't you think you might give this a second look? Okay, it's not for everyone, but nothing out there, no strategy that you're ever going to find is going to be one size fits all across the board, every customer, every seller. So every time you can make this incremental increase in sales and ranking, like Seth says, think about how what that looks like in your business long term. Think about six months, 12 months, 24 months down the road. If you can just gain a tiny advantage every month, month over month, then the exponential growth that you're going to experience there will be similar to the growth that we've seen early on. And like Seth said, this is the best way to beat your competition because most of you, most sellers are not thinking about this. And when they do think about this, you think it's too hard. So most sellers, including your competitors, are going to be just a little bit too lazy to go out there and do the work necessary to get this going because getting the momentum started is always the hardest part. But we're going to share with you some real quick strategies on how you can get that going right away, Seth. Yeah, two things come to mind as you were talking there, Sean, is, you know, when you were talking about every incremental sale being more profitable, well, that's true. That is true regardless whether you are, um, you know, just starting or, or you're, uh, you know, well into this business. And this works just as well for wholesale as it does for private label sellers. What we're talking about is if you ever, um, you know, look at the ad data, like when you're running PPC campaigns on Amazon, you can see how much you're spending to acquire the customer. Now, Amazon sellers don't really think in those terms a lot of times. They don't think that I'm acquiring a customer because a lot of times you're not acquiring a customer. You're not actually getting any um, customer data to be able to interact with them ongoing. So you don't really feel like you're acquiring a customer, but that's what you're doing. 
Um, in this case, a lot, most sellers view it as just the transaction. They got a sale. They didn't get a customer. They just got the sale. But what Sean's saying is once you've spent that ad money to acquire the customer and get the first sale on Amazon, now if you were able to send an email to that same customer and get them to buy another unit on Amazon from your listing from you, now you didn't have to pay any additional um, cost to, you know, you didn't have to buy ads. You didn't have to pay for that customer to find you. All you had to do was send an email. So that next sale, every sale beyond the initial transaction is way more profitable. It's at the maximum profitability that you were ever going to have. So what does this do to your business as a whole? Well, it makes it way more valuable because if you can generate sales at a higher profit margin, not only is your business more valuable because you're doing things other sellers are not, but you're actually profiting more, which then allows you to sell your business if that's something you want to do for a higher multiple and a higher valuation, you know, when the time comes. So those two things right there make this worthwhile for most sellers. It's at least worth thinking about how can I start to open up a conversation with my customers after they've made the sale? Because number one, I'm going to be able to make higher profit margins because I'm not paying for that customer again. And then number two is when I go to finally cash in and get the big payday, when I sell my business, I'm going to get way more money in my bank at the end of the day. Sean? Yeah, exactly. Now, you may think this is just inane rambling, Seth, but it should get your attention. This is win, 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 win. And what I mean by that is Amazon wins because they get more sales and more revenue. You win because you get more sales, more revenue, more profits. Your customer wins because they get to re-engage with your brand that they already love because you're putting offers in front of them. And then you get a win again down the road when you go to sell your business. So not only do you get paid now, you also get paid later through a higher exit valuation. But it all begins with starting a conversation. You have to begin this conversation with your customer, but you have to begin the conversation in a way that delivers value. It's not about you or what you want to achieve. It is, but customer facing, Seth, it's about what's in it for me, the buyer. If I purchase your product, how can I have a better experience? How does your product and your marketing communication with me enhance my experience as not only a customer of your brand, but also Amazon's brand. This is how we keep it legal and within terms of service. So Seth, we talked about briefly uh, before we started the call, three easy steps to get started using email marketing for an Amazon business. Now, this is something that grows and expands over time. This is not something that you can implement today and cash a check tomorrow. No, this is something that you have to start today and then grow incrementally over the next several weeks before you can finally see a return on your investment. But let me tell you, once you begin this conversation, you're growing a real digital asset that belongs solely to your business. Just like Amazon owns their customer list, you finally can own a list, a smaller list of customers who are willing to open your marketing messages and willing to re-engage with your brand to generate more sales and a better customer experience. And no one can take that away from you. Not only does that make your business more valuable tomorrow, 
it makes your more your business more valuable on demand as you need to spike sales or launch a new product or relaunch an old product, et cetera. So Seth, before we run out of time today, why don't you go real quickly through three easy steps to get started using email marketing for my Amazon business? Yeah, sure, Tom. What you said just a minute ago uh, is so true. If you can gain just a tiny advantage over the long term, you're going to um, be far ahead of your competition. So if you think about a 1% edge when it comes to uh, ranking. So if you are getting a 1% advantage today um, because Amazon sees that you're 1% higher converting than your competition or you get 1% more reviews. Well, 1% today isn't that great. But if you start adding 1% daily and you look out six months now, instead of being on page three for the best keyword, you're on page one. And then you look out 12 months and you're all at the top of page one for your search terms. And you have a better star rating than your competition because you were adding in just a little bit more um, happy customers that left reviews every day. That advantage builds up over time and then it becomes super hard to knock you off the throne. So don't think about email marketing as a as a strategy that's going to put you on top tomorrow. No, it'll keep you on top, you know, six months, a year, two years down the road. That's the power of email marketing. Like it's almost impossible to knock someone off the, you know, the pedestal that they've built themselves up to when they've built a real asset that's supporting it. So email marketing supports the whole business along the way because it gives you that edge daily. That's what we're talking about. Sean, let's talk about the three steps that you have to nail um, for email marketing for an Amazon business. Number one, it's obvious you have to generate leads or a list. You have to be able to capture your customer's information so you can engage with them. Number two is you have to open a dialogue, meaning you can't be afraid to send an email. You can't be afraid to put your message out there get it in front of your customers and let them know what's going on inside your company. They are interested. They bought from you. Don't be afraid to email your customers. And number three is you have to maintain that relationship. If, if I sent you an email three years ago and you never heard from me until today, it would be a little bit weird. If you haven't seen a friend in a long time and you just try to jump back into that, that person's life or that conversation, it's really tough. It's not the same. So you need to stay in contact. What, what does that really mean? Well, that means don't let your customer list not hear from you for weeks or months at a time. Make sure you send them at least one email a week or one email every other week. You want to be in front of them so you stay front of mind, but also because you don't want them to forget who you are. A lot of times sellers will collect an email list but by the time they get around to actually sending an email, the customers have completely forgotten what they bought from them. They've completely forgotten who they are and what they are about. So don't let that happen. You have to generate the customer list, open the dialogue, and maintain that relationship. Sean? Yeah, it's crazy that you know uh, about every month, Seth, I'll be looking at my credit card statement, and I'll see something that I don't recognize. And it may be only 15 or 20 days have gone by and I've already forgotten that I purchased something at a particular uh, retailer. So, you know, if that happens to you within 30 days, what can happen to your customer list if they're stale and stagnant for several months or even years? So you have to keep that dialogue open. Good point. It's, it's amazing to me, Seth, how many of us understand that we need to 
increase the quality of our product. We understand the value of making our packaging just a little bit better over time. We understand the value of optimizing our listing just a tiny bit over time. You know, we understand the value of, of small incremental changes in our product, our packaging, our quality, our listing, but it's hard for us to get our heads around understanding how to slowly and methodically build a customer list that we can tap into for more sales. That's why we're huge proponents of that. That's what's helped our business grow faster and more profitably over the last several years. And this works just as well for wholesale as it does for private label sellers. But we have to keep it legal. We can't just do what we want to just because we know email marketing works. We have to be within terms of service because the last thing you want to do, Seth, is have Amazon say, wait a second, we're you're reaching out to your customers. You're asking for reviews. You're giving away free products. That is definitely 110% outside of Amazon terms of service. That's what I mean by keeping it legal. So what you want to do is you want to position your brand in a way that your customer chooses to re-engage with you and opt into your list by adding value. For example, you may want to create a situation where you're providing excellent customer service so that you lower your bad reviews and eliminate your product returns by showing folks how to safely and effectively use your product. That's customer service. So if I were to buy one of your jump ropes, Seth, and inside of that package, you showed me, hey, before you get started having fun, avoid these dangerous activities that could result in injury or void your warranty. Or better yet, here's some really good workouts or, or uh, games that you can play with my jump rope. That's not against terms of service. Seth. That's adding value. That's providing excellent customer support, which Amazon loves. Seth? Yeah, Sean, just another benefit there. But, I, you know, the 1% thing that you brought up earlier just kind of resonates again. It's like if you could get 1% less negative reviews, 1% less returns, 1% more conversions, 1% more five-star reviews, 1% more sales, what happens over time? I mean, it's just it's just an amazing thing, Sean. So this has been a, uh, uh, a great conversation to talk about, guys. We will continue to be spreading the word that what you do after the sale really, really matters. And actually, how we view it is the initial sale is just the beginning because we're just, um, that's like the opening dialogue, right? We're, we want to maintain a conversation and a relationship with our customers so they buy more from us. They increase our ranking. They, they leave us better reviews because they had a better experience. That's what we're talking about every single week, guys. So. This has been the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast episode 10. But before we go, don't forget to hit the like button. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay in the loop. Share it with your friends who you know needs this. And if you can, leave us a review. We love to hear your thoughts, whether good or bad. We want to hear from you. Sean, take us out of here. Yep, Sounds good, Seth. Thank you for that. So it's been fun. This has been Post-Purchase Pro Podcast episode 10. Talk to you next week. Thank you.